0: I kind just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name and then he stands up and he says, I'm gonna go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're gonna win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. Cole, I appreciate everything you did for the Dallas Cowboys. Cole, go get your money. <laughs> I mess up his name. I can't even get it. this. That's a kitty? That's a kid. That's a, kid. That's a, kid. That's a kid. Ten, ten, ten ten, 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 ten. <laughs> but at the same time Oh, we're going to shaggle them in We're going to take over <laughs> You are not Diana breach This is not the mascara I saw it coming, that's why I went solo And you'll never see me coming You may Take your seats Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to celebrate no let me say that again deliberate the moving on of one Jason Calvin Garrett born March 28th 1966 and he was an American professional football coach and former player in the NFL and he was coach of the Dallas Cowboys for 9.5 years. When I look back over the last 9.5 years, I look back with frustration. I, I, I look back with a great deal of anxiety. I look back and how I thought he was the Moses of the NFL and he was going to bring the Dallas Cowboys into the promised land. But as I think about it, even Moses was not able to enter into the promised land. He was able to see it, but he wasn't able to cross over. It took someone to bring the people into the promised land. It took a Joshua to come in. Now, it doesn't negate what happened all those years that the Dallas Cowboys were walking in the wilderness. It didn't matter what all was said and done while they were in the wilderness. The only thing that mattered was that the Cowboys would get To the promised land, which they never did. Jason, we want to thank you for 9.5 years of heartache, 9.5 years of frustration, 9.5 years of disgust, 9.5 years of never making it to a super. We also want to thank you for allowing the Pittsburgh Steelers to catch up with us and allowing the New England Patriots to jump ahead with six Super Bowls, three of them within the 10-year period, which was a decade. We want to thank you for that, Jason. We want to thank you for all your time and effort that you spent in keeping the Dallas Cowboys in the limelight. We want to thank you, Jason, for being Jerry Jones' puppet for all these years. We want to thank you for moving Tony Romo out of the way and letting Dak Prescott come into the mix along with Ezekiel Elliott, but even though You weren't able to get us to the promised land. You were able to allow us to see others get there. You made it so that we would always strive for perfection. We would always get better. That we would believe in ourselves that we could accomplish anything if we put our mind to it. And you taught us that no matter what Jerry Jones has the last say and that you could not be a man of your own you showed us a lot Jason You showed us how to make money and perform less than who we were. You showed us that it was okay to dream a little dream even though we would not make it. You showed us that there is a promised land out there. You showed us that we could go a quarter of the way. You showed us that we could make it to the playoffs. You showed us that we could not get calls going into our favor. You showed us how to clap back on the sidelines. You showed us how not to play defense. You showed us that offense can be vanilla as it want to be and still not work. Thank you for showing us that we could strive for excellence and never get there. Thank you for showing us that a bird in a hand beats two in a bush. I thank you, Jason, for your short flowing red locks and that freckled face uh, and those polyester pants you wear (gasps) I thank you Jason uh, for running different players off and uh, for not knowing what to do with the players you got I thank you, Jason, for turning boys into men. I thank you, Jason, for teaching us what football is really like. I thank you, Jason, because we all know it was a catch. And even though it wasn't a catch, we were still in the playoffs. I thank you, Jason, for not being able to beat the New York Jets when it counted. Uh, I thank you, Jason, uh, for losing to the Buffalo Bills uh, on a Thanksgiving day uh, in a must-win. I thank you, Jason, uh, for letting Stephen A run rampant uh, through the media sphere. I thank you, Jason. And now that you are no longer with the Cowboys, uh, we want to just say, be blessed be blessed be blessed wherever you go blessings to you and your family and thank you for moving out of the way so Joshua could come in and take us in to the promised land Amen 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 And with that being said, welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind, Big Day, talking not only sports, but news of all kinds and also welcome to those checking us out on Anchor.fm Spotify and on Apple Podcast and we're on Google Podcast as well thank you for tuning in to this sick podcast I had to send Jason Garrett out with a bang And I hope I was able to do that. We are grateful for Jason Garrett and all he did for the Dallas Cowboys to keep them relevant for the last 9.5 years. But there comes a time when you have to say goodbye. And this is the time. Jason Garrett Regular season record Actually his career record Was 87 and 70 His average Was over 500 It was .554 For those of you who wanted to know He is one of the Winningest coaches In the NFL But he never Brought us The Super Bowl And that was the knock against Jason Garrett As a matter of fact We never got to the NFC Championship either That was another knock On Jason Garrett So Like I said So eloquently Earlier In this segment Thank you Jason We've got to move on, and guess what, breaking news, we have moved on. Our Joshua has come to take us to the promised land. In the form of former Green Bay Packers coach, Mike McCarthy, who I said would be the perfect fit for our Dallas Cowboys. And with everything that has been going on with the Dallas Cowboys, the foolishness that was the Cowboys, the offense not being able to win close games and the defense not being up to par. He's got all the weapons that he needs To get us to please at least an NFC championship but ultimately the Super Bowl reports say and sources say that Mike McCarthy spent the night at Jerry Jones's house and if you get to Jerry Jones house and you spend the night They were saying on the news, usually that means you are on the Dallas Cowboys payroll, which means you got the job. Hooray for the Dallas Cowboys. Now we can look forward and not have to look at the past or even the the present I like Mike McCarthy I think he's going to do a wonderful job I think he's going to bring a certain discipline That was needed by the Cowboys That the Cowboys never had before Mike McCarthy is a winning coach When he was with Green Bay He took him to nine playoff appearances And he won a Super Bowl Three NFC championships but the key is, he's been there. He's seen the promised land. He has tasted of its goodness. And now he wants to bring the cowboy nation back there. Folks, we are possibly a year away from possibly being in the Super Bowl. These are my expectations They may not be your expectations But they're my expectations And I think We got the right man To do the job And That is former Packers Head coach Mr. Mike McCarthy Our new Joshua Has landed In Dallas Fort Worth He's gonna take us over to the land of milk and honey. You know I always thought about milk and honey. Why do people like that combination? Chicken and honey goes together. Fried chicken and honey. Not just any chicken, but fried chicken and waffles with honey that's a combination right there alright don't go anywhere there is more sports to talk about than we have time but we're gonna make time right here on this sick show show Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Still, take advantage of all the big deals and big savings. Just go to our BGC Big Deals page. Check out all the offers by our affiliate designed to save you money. All from the station who knows about doing things big. It is the Big Game Christian Sports Network, aka BGC Sports.net. Well, it was wild card. Weekend as the NFL wild card round of the playoffs got underway, and man, they did not disappoint. In the game that I watched, the Texans versus the Bills, the Texans come all the way back to beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime by a score of twenty-two to nineteen on a field goal in overtime. And let me tell you, that game was awesome Deshaun Watson showing why he is the man Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills showed out in his first ever playoff appearance Josh Allen passed for 264 yards and John Brown got into the passing act threw the ball to Josh Allen for one touchdown 16 yards and rushing. Josh Allen led the Bills 92 yards rushing. Devin Singletary had 58 yards, and Frank Gore had 22. As far as receiving, Devin Singletary had 76 yards, John Brown had 50 yards. Doc Quill. Williamson or Williams um, had 49 and Cole, go get your money. Beasley had 44 yards on four catches, but it was not enough. As the Houston Texas come roaring back, the Buffalo Bills were up seven to nothing in the first half of uh, first quarter, actually, and then they scored again in the second quarter, uh, making their score 13 to nothing. And then in the third quarter, the Houston Texas came back, they scored eight points. While the Buffalo Bills scored three And then in the fourth quarter Houston scored 11 points um, While the Buffalo Bills only scored three points That took it into overtime And like I said, the Houston Texans won that game uh, In overtime with a field goal Here's how the stats went for the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson was 20 of 25 for 247 yards One touchdown Rushing Deshaun Watson led in rushing 14 carries for 55 yards. Carlos Hyde, 16 carries for 48 yards. Duke Johnson, three for 38. DeAndre Hopkins receiving six catches for 90 yards. And Kenny Steele's four for 46. Darren Fails, four for 37. And it was Carlos Hyde who caught one touchdown pass. And that was for five yards. That was from Deshaun Watson, And like I said, that was a great game. Had a great time watching that game. But there were other games that caught the attention of a lot of people in the league. And when I tell you, nobody, well, not too many people saw this coming. The New England Patriots for the first time in 10 years. Years, or is it 11 years it's been a long time but the New England Patriots are not going to the next round of the playoffs which means the Patriots will not be in the Super Bowl for the first time in a couple of years and I can't be happier than to see the Patriots not in the Super Bowl as the Tennessee Titans take care of business, winning that game 20-13. to 13. And the reason why they won that game is because Brady threw the ball to Edelman and it bounced off of Edelman's shoulder, it looked like. And the defensive player for the Houston Texans got the ball and ran it back in for a pick six to win the game for the Titans as King Henry... Tamar Hill and the Tennessee Titans take down the Patriots. Social media basically exploded. Twitter almost crashed. There were memes going around with the Lord of the Rings ending. Where The ring was lost In the volcano And Schmeagle Met his timely death I'm not going to say untimely It was time for that dude to die Schmeagle Schmeagle wants the ring Schmeagle needs ring Schmeagle Had to go just like the Patriots did. And down goes New England. With a terrible ca-thunk. Titans advance in the AFC. And it was all AFC on Saturday. It was weird watching NFL football on a Saturday. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, let's go to the NFC. In the NFC wildcard race, the Seahawks went up against the Philadelphia Uggles. And the Seahawks did what they were supposed to do by defeating the Eagles by a score of 17-9. to And once again, Carson Wentz was injured and had to come out of the game And Josh McCowan, 40-year-old Josh McCowan Had to come in and manage the game He was 18 of 24 for 174 yards No touchdown it was basically, I don't want to say a Seattle route, but hey, it, 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 it basically was. Zach Ertz had 44 yards receiving. Dallas Goddard, seven receptions for 73 yards. Rushing-wise, Miles Sanders, 14 of 69 For rushing 69 yards And Boston Scott had 25 yards he rushed for Uh, Josh McCowan had 23 yards Of his own but it was not enough to beat The Seattle Seahawks Who had Russell Wilson Going off For 325 Yards and one touchdown Russell Wilson also rushed for 45 yards on 9 carries Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode Beast Mode Is back in Seattle 6 carries for 7 yards but he had 1 touchdown matter of fact he had only 1 of 2 touchdowns and the other one was by DK Metcalf who had 7 receptions for 160 yards Russell Wilson is the real deal. I'm going to tell you right now, I would love to see the Seattle Seahawks right. and the Baltimore Ravens go at it in the Super Bowl. I would love it. Would love to see it. But the way that the NFL is going right now, Not sure it's going to happen But Seattle advances And the Vikings Advance Over the New Orleans Saints By a score of 26-20 In overtime But it was not without Controversy As the Minnesota Vikings Tied in Kyle Rudolph Caught the game winning touchdown pass From Kirk Cousins In overtime The controversy was that it looked like Rudolph before he caught the pass in the corner of the end zone, it looked like he extended his arm towards the cornerback, PJ Williams, who was defending him to get an advantage, to push him off, to nudge him a little bit. And it appeared that the officials was going to review it and say that Rudolph did not make the catch And that it was going to be Offensive pass interference But not so They said He didn't push off They counted in the touchdown And down goes New Orleans For those of you who don't remember This is the second Year in a row That this has happened to the New Orleans Saints On a call that the officials Could not Or maybe would not Get right Of course Saints fans remember When The Los Angeles Rams Quarterback Nickel Roby Coleman Clearly interfered With wide receiver Tommy Lee Lewis On a play That would have gotten the Saints Close enough To win the game To even score Not a touchdown but a field goal And go on to the Super Bowl And now You have this same type of controversy With the Minnesota Vikings And people are Not happy In New Orleans And I can't say I blame him Because when you look at the play You can clearly see that Rudolph Pushed off So now He's going to be known as Mason Pushed off Rudolph That's what we're going to call him Or not Mason Rudolph I'm thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers Sorry about that Kyle pushed off Rudolph. That's going to be his name for the rest of eternity, for as long as he plays for the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. So, because of the catch from Kyle pushed off Rudolph, Minnesota wins the wild card game. And they extend their season just a little bit more. So much controversy about it. Even in New York, they couldn't get it right. As the officials in New York looked at it and they said, no, it wasn't a clear push off basically there is allotted a certain amount of space that a receiver can extend his arms to be able to get free from the defender it's all bull crap I'm not a Saints fan but come on this is the second time NFL this is the second time. Commissioner Roger Goddell. This is the second time that the Saints will be sitting at home knowing they should have advanced in the playoffs. This is unforgivable. As well as unforgettable. The Saints got jerked. There's no other way to say it. The Saints got jerked. And I don't know what it is the NFL officials have against the Saints, but all through the season, there were questionable calls against the Saints. And you're sitting there like, what? In the world is going on. Did did Sean Payton? Did Sean Payton do some something to somebody's pudding? Did the New Orleans Saints do somebody wrong? Did the organization as a whole? Did I mean? Did they, did they run around with a black cat? Did they walk under? A ladder Did they step on a crack and break their mama's back What in the heck is going on With the New Orleans Saints It's just Unconceivable That this would be happening again It is a clear Violation It is a clear offensive pass interference. They've been calling that all season long in the NFL. And just when it counts. Hey, let me tell you something. The stakes are higher in the playoffs than in regular season. Do you not know that, refs? You should know that. So you should know that every call that you make in a game could change the complexity of the game could shift the momentum of the game and could cause one team or another the playoffs I'm just sick of seeing it something needs to be done about it you know something's wrong if I'm pulling for the Saints so now we we'll go to the divisional round where the Vikings are going to go up against the 49ers. That's going to be on this Saturday. The Texans take on the Chiefs on Sunday and again on Saturday. The Titans and the Ravens play. That's going to be exceptional. I think the Ravens should be able to take that game. But you know what? It should be an awesome game. Packers, Seahawks. Their divisional round is going to be on Sunday at 5.40 p.m. Texas Chiefs at 2.05 p.m. Ravens Titans 7.15 p.m. Saturday. 49ers Vikings at 3.35 p.m. Saturday. Definitely, I want to see where we go from here. Are we going to have any more questionable Going forward, probably. Probably. I can't say probably not, but probably. But we're going to see. All right. That is enough of that. When we come back, I got to throw something else up in the mix I'm not going to talk about any sports we're going to go to the real news hey yo we might be going to war that's a scary thought we're going to talk about it when we come back on this sick show show Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to This Sick Show. Hey, are you having stress? Right about now, well, you're not alone. Stress is an unpleasant part of life. So-called Cotapaz. Cotapaz is committed to providing individuals, groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. Visit org today. That's K A T A. P A U S eorg today and discover real solutions for life. And also, welcome again to those checking us out on this sick podcast as well on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Well, speaking of stress, right now is a very stressful time for people across the world for the simple fact that we might be going to war with Iran and it's not a good situation right now Um, the US decided to do a drone strike on Iran and they ended up killing the general of Iran General Soleimani and the people of Iran are Furious Furious to say the least Now things have escalated And hundreds of thousands of people I mean a sea of people That could be seen from the International Space Station At least 400,000 people were in the streets Screaming and shouting death to America As the general Was being led to his last place of rest. And with that many people around, so many things can happen. Well, one of the things that happened was dozens were killed in a stampede during the gathering for the funeral of Gen- General Salamani, And now we have Iraq who says... We've had enough of the United States and the way that the United States handles things and we want you out of our country. Now, generally, Iran and Iraq don't really get along, but now they have come together in the Middle East and Iran and Iraq both are saying death to the United States of America. Now, I am not downplaying what's going on in the world, especially out in the Middle East. But let me tell you this. It is not cool with Iraq saying We're not going to do business with you anymore. We want your soldiers out. It is not a cool thing. And everybody in the region, in the Middle East, for the United States, is on high alert. Here's the thing that is really bothering me is that now we find out that this action that was taking place was not sanctioned by Congress This is something that the president 45 did with his chiefs of staff, his secretary of state. This is something that we did or he signed off on stating that it was an imminent threat to the United States of America. So now Democrats are asking and some Republicans are asking where. Is the information On the imminent threat We want to see the information On the in- imminent threat Some of you may not remember When 9-11 happened But the same thing was asked of President George Bush When George Bush Decided we were going to go to war with Iraq The whole reason for going to war with Iraq They said that Iraq was building Or already had weapons of mass destruction meaning it could be chemical weapons or it could be nuclear weapons and this is what they said we needed to go to war over to protect the United States of America when it was actually over the oil fields of Iraq but the cover story was weapons of mass destruction, WMDs. Well, it turned out that there were no WMDs. And we went to war on this premise. And we had lives lost. American lives were lost. Iraqi lives were lost those who were helping us or coming in together with our coalition had lives lost and this is the crazy thing all of those lives lost were considered collateral damage people out there we need everyone to put your thinking caps on. We need everyone to put your faith in motion. And we need everyone to lift your prayers upon high that we don't go to war with Iraq. This and and, and, and I mean. Iran, let me clear that up. Or should I say Iran and Iraq now? But we don't need to go to war. Not now. And it looks like we might be headed that way. And the reason why I say this, you've got to understand the relationship with the Middle East it filters out to Russia and China and if the United States goes to war with Iran and let's just say both Iran and Iraq and Syria don't forget about Syria because if Syria decides to get on the side of Iran and Iraq which we know Syrian rebels were being backed by Iran and even Russia we could be looking at World War Three, and we could be looking at a nuclear war we could be looking at nuclear Holocaust this could be at apocalyptic proportions This is serious. And I can't stress how serious it is. And I'm not doing this to try to to be a fear monger. I'm not making you, uh, I'm not going to be a fear monger and making you fearful, but you need to be aware of what is possibly at stake right now. And we need to pray for our president that he keeps his cool. In this situation, he it was reported that he had came out and said, we're going to hit cultural targets in Iran if they do something to us. And they're saying that if we hit the cultural targets, that that would constitute war crimes and that the United States will be committing war crimes. And we know how we've held people accountable for the war crimes that they committed during the time of war and during or against the United States of America or against the United Nations uh, or against, you know, in during World War II, the Vietnam War, the Korean War. So if we happen to get in this war and we do some dastardly stuff like killing innocent people bombing synagogues or things like that that is not cool in the least bit we need to pray that god the lord god on high will either speak to the president or surround him with people that have the president's ear to make sure we do what's right. Because two wrongs don't make a right. Yes, we know that. But we need to make sure that we do right. Now, if we bombed Iran, we killed this general of Iran And it wasn't warranted That's bad enough That means we've crossed a line For which we may not Be able to come back over But diplomacy Has to take place And I don't even see how You can talk about Killing someone For whatever reason and tempering the people's tempers. Because we got a nation. Matter of fact, we got two nations now that are crying out for revenge. And revenge is is not the key in this scenario because if they do something to us I'm going to tell you right now our president who we have currently is not going to play that he's known to lash out on Twitter so what do you think he's going to do if we are attacked here and if lives are lost here or if we are attacked over in the Gulf because you know we have soldiers in the Gulf like I said in the beginning are on high alert. This is a serious and sensitive situation and we had the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo come out and say we defend the Soleimani killing they said they don't basically have to offer evidence in this but you're going to have to offer some evidence concerning an imminent or imminent I should say attack that was supposedly coming on the United States of America. You just can't go and bomb another country because somebody said something might be happening. There has to be proof. Proof that we can even show Iraq. There's no need to show in Iran because they're not trying to hear it. Proof that we could show Russia, China, the rest of the United Nations. let me just say this in closing if you are not ready to go home with God I implore you get ready because this might be your last opportunity I don't care what you believe but I do believe this, you need to get right with God. And we all need to pray for this situation. We've got more to come here on the BGC Sports Network. I want to thank you once again for listening to this sick show.